Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I don't know how it was for you losing your virginity, but so many girls say that like the first time can be like excruciatingly painful. And so I was like, okay, so why would I want to do that outside of a relationship? Just participating in like college hookup culture. My friends were like, oh, because eventually... It'll hurt less. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? No, that's interesting. I was going to say, I was, I like that you bring up that example because I was, when you were describing the idea that like there needs to be a friendship first for the marriage to last, I was going to say like, that's why I don't like the way a lot of women talk about, and even men, like, I don't know how familiar you're with like the red pill community and like no but I'm very curious about it from your perspective the red pill guys basically say that like you should never live with your girlfriend or your wife you need to always keep that tension you always got to live with like your bros and have like a high value man house so that you can (laughs) like a just a a frat house for 40 year olds I guess just so you always keep your girl on the edge of her toes she doesn't know when so when you're 30 or 40 you're still living with your bros apparently apparently that's the way to keep your woman just on the edge of her seat for you. It it doesn't make any sense. But then on the flip side, I also see girls on TikTok talking about like all these like dark feminine trick tips and tricks. And it's like, uh, never let him see you in like long doses. You know what I mean? Always be mysterious. Like never tell him like what you have planned for the week. Let him wonder. And I always just feel like I couldn't ever articulate it the way you did of like why this feels like such bad dating advice. But I think the way you put it is... Uh, really true that it's like it's lacking the best friend component and then it's yeah. like those guys will leave and then the girls will just be like oh well whatever I'm a bad bitch and it's like yeah but you know what I mean it's not just because like oh men are trash or whatever I mean you could think it's partly if they cheat on you obviously but I'm just saying yeah I think like in modern dating both on like the toxic femininity side and then like the toxic masculinity side they just see it way too much like a game of just trying to prove yeah. you're like some ethereal being who doesn't like shit or yeah and like then hair. in the end no one wins in that yeah when when you go on either end no and you're playing games with other people no one wins mm-hmm. because intimacy is hard and i talked about numerous times i struggle with it myself and i try to do my best i don't always do my best but i keep learning from it but intimacy i think is the best thing and the best reward that you can get from any relationship with anyone mm-hmm. and why would you want surface level things when you can have actual intimacy and in order to have this intimacy you have to open up you have to i think it'll be weird if you're dating someone for two years and they're like what are you doing this week not gonna tell you yeah <laughs> keeping it a mystery i feel like that's weird okay it is weird. It's like, it's just not sustainable. And it's just like, it's sad. Yeah. And it's also narcissistic. I don't, I don't want to say narcissistic because you were just <laughs> you know, educating me on it. it. It seems narcissistic or like at least self-centered to just constantly want to be like sought after by your partner and like idolized and put on a pedestal for like not the telling thing, them where you're at. It's so easy to label other people and to point the fingers, but I think it comes from pain. And and the, the issue is, and the reason it's harder to date as you get older, mm-hmm. like I wish I can go back and be 24 in your age and I get to know everything I know now and I get to date at that age because A, I wouldn't have stayed with my partner for so long. Mm-hmm. I would have known when it was sh- when I should have walked away. Not that I regret it in any way, but 
there's so much things that I know now that I wish I knew in my 20s. And all these people that say, including the men on the podcast that I watch with you, it, it stems from pain. As you get older, it's harder to date because you're set in your ways and you're jaded and you just you just assume everyone's going to hurt you. And when you hear all these men being so aggressive about this and this and this, don't get the... Instead of looking at them, because obviously my first reaction is, are you joking? Like, <laughs> F this guy. Yeah. But in reality, you look at that and you see... And what I see is a, a man that's hurt. Some woman hurt him yeah. and he decided to put on this defense mechanism. But guess what? He's still going to go home alone. Close. Yeah. And he's going to be, he's going to feel lonely. And then mm. one day he's going to die and he's going to die alone because he chose to never open up and he chose to have these views and he chose to keep people at arm's length. And then he's going to go his whole life thinking no one loves him. When in reality, all these people are ready to love him. Mm-hmm. He just never gave anyone a chance. So when I hear people on either end, feminists or red pill men, mm-hmm say the things that they say, instead of getting angry at what they're saying, feel sorry for them. That's how I feel. Yeah. I mean, it usually does stem from like rejection. That's why they, their audience is full of like the quote unquote incels, people who've like been rejected. And now they think they need to kind of just assume a position of power and dominance to have like sexual leverage and now be able to like treat women the way they think women have been like abusing their sexual leverage towards them. And it's just, it's such a bitter view. It is. And it's a human mentality. Mm -hmm. For example, if I get, if someone, if I got cheated on, or treated like shit, then I'm like, okay, I'm on my, vi- you know, the whole TikTok thing of oh, yeah, my villain era. era. <laughs> then you go and you hurt other people who mm-hmm. didn't deserve it. That sucks. But the thing is, it's just, well, humans. And unfortunately, people learn what they need to learn on their own journey. And during that journey, they end up hurting other people. And we are not excluded from that. Mm-hmm. We all hurt people yeah. accidentally. So it's not, we can't sit there and judge other people for not knowing any better, for being an asshole, being in their villain era, being a narcissist or gaslighting. When in reality, we've rejected people too. When we were in our villain era, where we were hurt and we accidentally hurt someone else. True, but we probably don't make like a whole lifestyle in like philosophy and podcast surrounding our villain era, right? No, <laughs> not yet. Yeah, like these men will get on podcasts and say like, men never fall in love. That's how you lose power. That's an emotion. That's so sad. They say you can love a woman, but you should never be in love with a woman. You can love her from a like a And distance. you know what? Those men are the ones that end up falling for those women. They, they end up accidentally getting themselves a Russian bride from Russia and she ends up cleaning their bank dry. <laughs> and she's the one that's a, it's always those guys are like, never fall in love. Yeah. And they always end they up with playing. a scammer. That's so funny. Who ends up playing them. That's true. Cause they're all like passport bros anyway. So that's the yeah. woman that's going to end up hurting them. I wish I knew how to be a real Russian bride. <laughs> Instead, I'm just a silly Russian immigrant. <laughs> the podcast that you went on recently, that's what we're talking about, where I found you on TikTok. Basically, you went on these two podcasts, which I'm I'm gonna hope most of my guests, my most of my listeners, my besties don't know what they are. <laughs> you shouldn't. But these are pretty popular podcasts among the end of men. What is it? Red like, pill? Well, or like you know how like one end of women are overly feminist and then what's the other? How do you how like, do you phrase it? English phrase? Like toxic male kind of? Yeah, I wouldn't, I don't want to like use the word toxic, mm-hmm. but I would say the, 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 the type of men that you normally wouldn't date, but it's very popular among those type of men, th- these podcasts. And the two podcasts you went on that I've seen you on mm-hmm. are Fresh and Fit. And then the other podcast is called Whatever Podcast, whom 
you now went on twice mm -hmm. for some reason. <laughs> okay, so what made you want to go on those podcasts? My older brother is like a huge fan of Fresh and Fit and he's uh, <laughs> kind of like half ironically, but he also like watches them all the time. And he'll always like, whenever I talk too much at like a family dinner, he'll like quote Myron Gaines, who's like the, the co-host on the podcast. And he'll be like, Farha, like a good woman is uh, seen but not heard. Because that's something that Myron says all the time. <laughs> so he'll say that to try and get me to stop talking. So he just would always like make these little like red pilled jokes, but like half jokes, half truths. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go on the show. So I just um, DM'd Myron that day. and I Myron, which show, which podcast is Fresh that? and Fit. Fresh and Fit. That's the guy that's just always yelling at the women, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there is a podcast called Fresh and Fit. That's her... I mean, I would say where I found you was from the whatever podcast because she made a lot of very good points about her virginity. But Fresh and Fit, which someone asked me for, if I would go on in, I said no. But <laughs> Fresh and Fit is where this one guy sits there and he's he's basically a wannabe Andrew Tate. And he sits there and he just brings on these girls who then he just either makes fun of or kind of belittles and yells at them when they're speaking and always tries to outsmart them. Yeah, he brings on women who don't really know what the premise of the podcast is, just like Miami locals, um, and just kind of like dunks on them for his like chauvinist audience a little bit. He'll like make them get on scales and like weigh them to humble them. The premise of the podcast is he brings on women who think, who call themselves like bad bitches and he tells them like, you're not special, you're disposable. If you want a man who's six foot or makes over six figures, um, that's a very rare uh, type of man while you're a very common type of woman therefore you should be okay with that man having five of you that's the, that's the whole point of his podcast every single episode it's the same premise over and over he brings on women and just says like you need to be okay with one-sided polyamory like uh open on his end close on yours that's literally every single episode yeah in show. i've seen him before on random clips on tiktok where and i always click on not interested for some reason <laughs> it still shows up where he'll he's yelled at women before yeah. and he'll talk over or start full on yelling. And mm -hmm. then in the past, he's even kicked a woman out. She wasn't oh, he, so yeah. you're being rude. Oh, I think my friend was on it, Lexi and Pantera. And then she made some joke and he's like, your joke's not funny. Get the fuck out. So I'm like, yeah, she kicked her out. I don't forget if it was her or someone else, but yeah. that was pretty mad. Yeah. He boots people like every episode for like the most mild reasons. Like he's very like the clips you've probably seen. He's very hardcore towards these women. Like he's very rude. Uh, he tells them they're not special. But if the girl even like interrupts him or like raises their voice, like he just kicks them out. He's like, "This is my podcast. You're not." Gonna Why does he weigh them? I think if the girls like call themselves like a bad bitch and they seem a overweight, a bad bitch can only weigh a certain amount. The whole premise of the podcast is to like humble women. So he'll ask them like name three countries just to show that these women aren't super educated and usually they can't. Sadly. But that kind of shows that like the premise of the podcast is flawed because he brings on women who kind of can't like articulate themselves super, super well. So it's just kind of like torture porn for his Honestly, audience. if someone asked me for three continents, I would almost be lost. <laughs> for three countries? Continents. Oh. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Uh, well, Asia, Africa, and... The one you're from. Yeah, but it, no, I know the yeah. U.S., but the U.S. has two. What is it? So there's North America and then South. Yeah. You, you did see? it, see? Okay, I know, but I, I stopped myself for a second. So I'm just saying I could. That's better than most of them. They say like the North Pole. Oh. <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, so I went on that. So I DM'd Myron and just asked if I could go on. So I like flew out the next day and went on it just to kind of like. It's in Miami? 
Yeah. So I was living in LA for a few months at the time. So I flew out for that. And now I'm in Miami. So now I fly out for the whatever. How, what was your experience? Like, did you, did you get on a scale for him? I didn't know. Um, I didn't talk a ton. I don't know. It just, I wasn't, I hadn't seen an episode beforehand. I wish I had. You, you didn't know what to expect with that podcast, but you did, uh, yeah. you did better research with a whatever podcast to know yeah. what to expect. Yeah. I wasn't familiar with what Red Pill was yet. So I went on Fresh and Vinny's basically just saying like, yeah, open on my end, close on yours. And like, that was such a new concept to me in the moment. Right. And I, I thought they were trolling. Like I've heard of Fresh and Fit. I had heard of Andrew Tate. I think Andrew Tate blew up on Fresh and Fit. Like that's how he got his... There's no way. There's no way it's from that. I think they would. They those guys probably started that rumor. Andrew Tate did not become popular. I think he he became popular on his own from being starting the whole top G and high value man. Mm-hmm. And then these type of podcasts are the re, are should be they just like rid on his coattails. Are gargling his yeah. balls as we speak as a thank you for yeah. making them popular because Andrew Tate can't have social media. <laughs> That's true. They kind of like rose in popularity when he was because yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. True. So w- were the guys nice after the podcast from fat, fit, fresh and fit? Or were they the same personality afterwards? Weirdly enough, I would say they're nicer on the show. And they're oh not my God. nice on the show. Um, I don't want to get fully into it because they're very, I don't know, I'm Miami based. Yeah, I'll just say that they're, I think they're nicer on the show. That's saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, I remember I saw a clip on TikTok where the guy goes, well, I'm the host, I'm the host of the podcast. So why yeah. don't you shut the fuck up? And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. and aside from just belittling women of how women should and shouldn't be, how did your mother raise you to think it's okay to raise your voice? Not forget about the fact that you have a guest on. There's a guest in your space. In his apartment too. It's his, yeah. In your home then. Yeah. And it's a woman. You're so you tell other women how they should act with a man. So that means you view based on then the genders, society, how it used to be in the past. Then shouldn't you be more respectful towards the women that you're looking respect from them? That's No, they're not like, they're very against like traditional conservatives. Traditional conservatives are like gentlemen. It's like you prioritize having like a family and a wife. They're very much like they say you should always have multiple women. Don't get married because that's how you get scammed. Like they're every conservative value they don't have. Right. So I think, I think, I think that's where hookup culture comes in and can be detrimental to a lot of women where they stop enjoying hookup culture because of if the men they're dating and listening to things like that, of course, they, they generate their own opinions. But Mm. when you hear things like that, then of course, yeah, it's sometimes it may seem that hookup culture is the most beneficial sometimes feels like for men. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely noticed that like guys, I, I don't know if it's because of Andrew Tate and the culture, but I feel like a lot of guys do seem a little bit more callous. Like I matched with this one guy uh, like a few months ago on Tinder or Hinge or something. And I was like, he was like, oh, we should go out to this bar. And I was like, yeah, I'm down. He was like, okay, do you want to either pay for drinks or Venmo me for gas? Shut up. And I was like, what? And he's like, oh, well, you're not special. And I just like that, like it was so random. He said, you're not special? Yeah. And I just know he was practicing. Like it just felt like he was practicing something he heard online. And I just like stopped responding. He like called me twice. And then he was like, hello, hello. I think like Andrew Tate tells these guys, like women will respect you more if you're more dominant, but they don't understand that like you have to kind of earn respect like you don't just match with someone on tinder and go like Venmo me for gas. never heard of someone then following with 
Well, yeah, you're not special versus saying, hey, I'm currently unemployed and I can't afford to pay for drinks. So can you pay yeah. for it? So if they be honest, that, said he just belittled you. I don't even know if it was that. I mean, he probably couldn't pay for it. But I, I, I genuinely think that like, like you said, like a lot of these men are operating from pain and now they're kind of desperate for any new like philosophy to teach them the way. And it's like a religion for them. They're like, okay, like Andrew Tate is my God. He's telling me this is the way to get women. I'm going to try it because he has so many you know, women in his harem. So I genuinely think they're just practicing, but it's like, okay, it sometimes works for these men because they're millionaires. So women are maybe going to put up with like slightly more. Even then I doubt it. Like, I don't think. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. No, women yeah. put up more for guys a billionaire. But even they have like more charisma. Like a billionaire is not going to message a woman being like, you're paying for gas. Or also they wouldn't need well, they to. Would, they yeah. wouldn't do that. So that's why none of it makes any sense. Like none of it's consistent. But yeah, I, I think a lot of dudes are learning like really bad dating habits. But then again, I've never interacted with someone who's, who's spoken to me like that. So I think here's the thing when it comes to dating is that you're always going to still come across people who have different ideas of what dating should be. Mm -hmm. But then it's up to us to maintain our standards and then decide. So I think a lot of times when we think when we raise our standards that we won't come in contact with guys like this, but it doesn't matter if you have high standards or not, you'll still come in contact with men like this. But then if you maintain your standards, then you'll say, okay, that's not for me next. And you won't take yeah. offense. You won't find the need to try to prove them differently. Like, no, I am special. <laughs> Let me prove it to you yeah. because I'm educated and I'm this. Cause you know, mm -hmm. a lot of times I've seen the, podcasts like this, the guys go, well, what do you think? What makes you so special? What do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? Yeah. Fuck, I am the table. Honestly, the fact that you even asked me this question, I don't need to be here. Mm -hmm. Like you, I, I would, I don't even want to be with someone that would even ask me a question like that. Yeah. It's such a stupid question because those are also the guys who want like models and they're chasing female beauty. And it's like, if you believe, like if you think female beauty is like one of the most valuable things in the world, then if you find a woman beautiful, that's already her bringing something to the table. So like nothing they say ever makes any sense, but. Well, it's an exchange. Yeah. So if you're looking for a best friend and you find a partner that's also looking for that, you're able to exchange that. That's why there's nothing wrong with just being honest with what you're looking for. I don't think, I don't mind. I just, I value honesty. So if someone's a billionaire and they're looking for looks as they can do that, that's mm. an even exchange for them. They're looking for a woman with looks who has barely any opinions. They just have to find a woman that's okay with that. And I think there's nothing wrong for that woman to then do that as well. And I wouldn't look down at her because she gets to enjoy that lifestyle and that mm. works for her. And I have model friends who are completely okay with being a yes woman and they get to enjoy the perks of being flown everywhere. 
I am too opinionated and I don't get to enjoy those perks. And to be honest, it, that fucking, that sucks. You yeah. know, I jealous. I wish I could shut my mouth. <laughs> are they like in a polycule? Like, or are they just like one girl and one guy dating? Or is it like he has multiple women? He's kind of flying out. I don't know. Not my business. Yeah. Who knows what they have going on. But look, I mean, my ex was very wealthy and I'm Middle Eastern he's middle eastern just a different type of middle eastern and he made it very known f to me during the middle of our relationship or towards the end that the partner he was looking for is a woman that took care of stayed at home took care of the kids collected allowance from him and with him giving her allowance then she will keep her mouth shut and not ask anything when he goes away for the weekend to vegas to do his own thing she wouldn't call him she wouldn't nag because he's the man of the house and that's what he does and, you know, in order for you to continue collecting your allowance, that's what you need to be okay with. And obviously for me, it wasn't okay. And when we finally stopped talking is when I created my account, Daddy Issues. And with Daddy Issues, I remember he said to me, that's not very wife material of you. <laughs> and I said, well, I guess you're not my husband then. Wait, how long were you guys dating? On and off for eight years. And he randomly one day woke up and was like, I just want like a stay at home wife and I want to go to Vegas. I think here's the thing. People show us who they are really early on. Mm. And most of the time, we don't pay attention until we're ready to see it. Mm -hmm. And I think for the longest time, I probably wasn't paying attention because I have my own issues. I was mm. chasing, it had nothing to do with him. I was, I stayed with someone because I didn't know what love is. A lot of times, if you don't grow up in a household where you get to learn what con unconditional love is yeah. or you don't get to have two healthy parents, you don't know what love is. So you end up chasing love that's similar to what you grew up with yeah. when he said all that was any part of you like i can be that like was your initial reaction to like make it work or were you immediately like okay what the fuck no i'm out i think my initial reaction was always just ignoring the fact that he's probably cheating on me and doing all these other things mm -hmm. and saying things like that and i was just like someone someone is choosing me this is so cool someone actually wants me and then it was just me constantly chasing him for him to love me and no matter what I did I always felt like I wasn't enough yeah and it and until I one day when I found myself again through daddy issues and when he made that comment I love myself enough to suddenly open my eyes and be like well then you're not for me if I didn't find my new my purpose I would have probably tried to change myself for him and guess what? He still wouldn't have picked me. He still wouldn't have chosen mm -hmm. me because he would have, he was never, I'm Israeli. He was going to marry, I'm Russian Israeli. He's Persian. He was going to marry a Persian woman from the beginning. Yeah. But it's so interesting because like he says he wants a woman who like keeps her mouth shut. But if he was dating you on and off for eight years, he was obviously like attracted to your personality. Like it's not just for looks. Like if you're saying you're very opinionated. So like, is he just having like an internal conflict or did his type like really change that drastically? That's the thing with, I think a lot of what a lot of people experience. I don't know if it's just women. I'm going to generalize to women where we experience where a lot of my friends happen to be very work driven and opinionated and they date these boss ass dudes. And then five years down the line, the men are now it, I saw this in a movie where they say the thing you're going to love most about your partner is going to be in the end, the thing you're going to hate the most about them. Mm. So it's usually what attracts you the most about that person. You're going to ha hate it the most. And that's what I think happened with my, my ex-partner, with my friends, with their current partners, with their parting ways, where the men at first, they love how independent you are. That's what they're drawn. I love an independent woman. Is your mom an independent woman? You have to look at what your, their mm. mom is. And their mom a lot of times happens to be 
exactly what they're going to end up wanting in a wife mm. and they don't realize it. So they go for the opposite because they're rebelling yeah. and then they're going to try to change you. So then what they love the most about you is what they want to imprison the most. And it's happened with the, some of my friends where suddenly they don't want you to be as passionate about your business. They want you to focus on them. Mm, it's kind of like that conquest mindset. It's like guys want a virgin so they could take it away from her. So it, is it, is that what you're kind of Yeah. Saying? Yeah. I want a virgin. I want a virgin, but you better know how to be super good in bed and you better know how to fuck and blah, blah, blah. So yeah. which one is it? Like if you want me to be good in bed, like it takes skill, yeah. it takes practice. They like the chase because if they just find like a traditional conservative girl, because they could easily find that like someone who's more like their mom, like if they go to church or whatever religious temple there's, or even just like anywhere in the Midwest. Yeah. But I think they like the chase and the conquest of going to like these major cities and finding independent women like you and then trying to maybe like relegate them to the home. I think it's, look, I can, we can sit here and make assumptions I used to be in that way where I tried to generalize and it felt so much easier to make assumptions mm -hmm. what, why people do what they do. But in the end of the day, we really don't know. And I think, yes, sometimes you can generalize things in groups, but it really stems down to individual people individually. Mm -hmm. And I think it always has to do with their childhood. Even me right now, making the connection about my ex with his, how his mom was versus what he attracts that was interesting to me. Like, I don't think I realized that when we were dating, but now as an adult and understanding psychology better, mm -hmm. like that checks out. That makes sense. Where guys constantly, a lot of guys that I've dated try to date the opposite of their mother and then end up with their mother. Yeah. So do you advise that to your audience then? Like when they first start dating a guy to look at the kind of woman his mother is, and then maybe if they're like opposites, maybe like be kind of cautious or like, how do we actually like take in this advice or like take in this lesson? You're... I guess you're interviewing me. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. I, I, I never put that much thought into it until right now we're having this conversation and, and the balls are rolling in my brain. I'm suddenly putting more thought into it. But I, I definitely pay attention to the looks of a mother, which mm -hmm. is so funny. But right away, I'll know if the guy is going to take me seriously. And it sounds so silly. But if I'm dating a guy, just start dating a guy, I will always say, what does your mom look like? Let me see. And just to make sure she's a blonde. Because then I know that he's going to subconsciously without realizing see his mom and me in a way where he still wants to sleep with me. There's a whole in the book, um, Why Men Love Bitches, there's a whole crisscross between being the woman that reminds you of his mom, but in a way they still wants to sleep with you versus becoming his mom. Where it's like, did you eat? Oh, let's talk about my feelings and I'm punishing you and all that. Then it's, it feels like you're his mother. Like they want the maternalness, but not like the naggy. Nessie. Yeah, but I do think it's not always the case. Mm -hmm. But because of science, it seems, look, you can always break the chain. But it does seem that a lot of times, I mean, it depends. I, I've noticed I attract guys with daddy issues. Mm -hmm. I've always, date, like literally, I'll date a guy and I, I'll kiss a guy and there's so much chemistry between us. And I, I had a whole bit about this for stand-up. But it was like, you, I kiss a guy and in that moment, I just know that guy does not have a dad. Like if we have good chemistry, his dad's dead. And that was like <laughs> my whole joke. And it's so, I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe it's my daddy issues or maybe I remind them of an emotionally unavailable father. So that's so interesting. Yeah. I, a family dynamic is really important because if you date a guy, for example, if I actually paid attention to my ex's relationship with his mom mm -hmm. better and how sometimes he looked down at her, then yeah, I would have an idea of mm. how he viewed women. So if you, like, I love, I recommend dating a guy who has sisters. 
Like that's the guy you want to date. Yeah. That guy's been around all the gross period stuff, all the stuff, gr- gross quote unquote period stuff, all the stuff girls go through. Like, and he has more empathy for women. And a guy who has two parents together, normally he views a lifetime's relationship differently. Or if a guy has a dad who's a single bachelor that's never been married, mm-hmm. he's gonna most likely look up to his father. Or if a guy is best friends with his mom, but to the point where they're a little too close, you will always come second best. That's always not, that's also not great. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah, you're saying to kind of look at his relationship with his mother and see if it's like healthy or not. Cause if he looks down on her, he might look down on you. But I was going to say like, in my experience, I kind of like steer away from guys who I feel like are a little too close to their mothers. Cause in my experience, I feel like they'll always come first. And if the mom has a problem with me, she'll try to like pit me against her. Yeah. But you know, what? at the end of the day, everyone's got to die someday. So, I'm kidding. Just wait her out. Yeah, yeah just just wait it out. Like yeah. you know, she only has a couple of years for True. going. So, and then he's just, all yours. Yeah, yeah. Wait out five years. Tops. He's gone. <laughs> Who is he gonna True. come crying to? You. But it's such a turnoff if they like choose the mom, even in those five years. If they're like, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's so funny hearing conversations like this, a conversation we're having. Then no one's gonna date anyone. Because then it's, it seems that even these things are out of their control, how we were raised. Because the same way we're making these comments about a man, if he's too close with his mom or not close enough, a guy can do the same thing with me or a girl or whatever can do the same thing with me where, will she grow up with daddy issues? Mm. So I'm not going to deal with that versus taking the time to get to know me. Has this person gone gone through their issues? Are they working themselves? I think, I think instead of finding all these reasons to not make it work with someone. I think in the beginning, why not give people the benefit of the doubt yeah. and to kind of see, I think as long as people are working on themselves, mm-hmm. I actually rather date someone who's been through something than date someone that just had a completely cushioned life. Because then in my opinion, I, can, I can't relate to someone like that. Mm-hmm. It'll be very hard because then when they talk about their struggles, it's like, I couldn't take the PJ this weekend. So I had to only fly first class. My life sucks. Do you get it? And you're like, yeah, okay. No, I completely agree. Like, I feel like I kind of want a guy who's been through something. I feel the same way with friends too as well. Like I like friends who've kind of like been through a little bit. That way I can empathize with their struggles because then I feel like a shitty friend if they're talking about like the worst problems for them and it's like, it feels service level and I can't fully empathize. I'm like, okay, I feel like I can't even be a super great friend if I don't empathize with your struggles. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I think when we're even having conversations like this, it genuinely makes me sad inside because it makes me wonder, am I sometimes being, because it's so easy to give advice, Mm -hmm. but it does make me suddenly feel a bit more self-aware where am I then judging people sometimes too quickly? Am I giving up on people too fast? (laughs) Because it is sad how Mm -hmm. closed off all of us humans have become Mm -hmm. where we're so guarded and we want to protect ourselves. Every year we get older, we want to protect ourselves more. And then we have a few bad experiences or we see on the internet some red pill men. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly we think everyone's a bad person or it's or incompatible with us. Yeah, it's, it's a bit sad. That makes me sad. Okay, jumping quickly into the podcast that you've been on, the Fresh and Fit and the whatever podcast, where the main purpose of these podcasts feels like the men just try to overpower the women on the podcast to feel more masculine and then they go home and they jack off to them them telling a woman to shut up. That's like their porn. But what would you say, let's focus on the whatever podcast because that's how I found you mm-hmm. from those clips. What would you say the three main points on this podcast that the host tried to make? 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ooh, okay, so the Whatever podcast is pretty much just like a copy-paste of Fresh and Fit. Like, oh. he's admitted <laughs> to that, that he just takes their style, but it's like, I don't know, some people call it like a gentrified Fresh and Fit. Like, it's a bit more... I don't even know, just mainstream friendly because there's more white people on it. <laughs> oh, thank God. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, phew. Okay. So that's the one I should tune into. Great. The main three points he kind of makes, the first one is similar to Myron's. He tries to tell the women they're not special, except um, this host, Brian, he's way more tempered. So he doesn't have like the full balls to tell the women they're not special. He'll just ask them. He'll be like, oh, do you is think that you're- white guy? Yeah. Okay. He'll ask the women like, oh, do you think your brother or like your male friend can get as many like options as you can like sexually? And they'll be like, no. And they'll be like, see, Western women have it so great in society today. Like everyone thinks they're special. And I'm like, I don't think the amount of men who want to fuck you proves that proves like privilege. But that's kind of the main point he makes, I think, is that Western women, I mean, the other podcast, Fresh and Fit, like he just wrote a book called Why Women Deserve Less. And it's basically all oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but um, whatever podcast. So I'd say that's one. He wrote a book called Why Women Deserve Less. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I read it. Um. Yeah. Is it good? <laughs> it is well written. I hate to say that. It's pretty well written. But um, yeah, it just comes off very bitter. Um, the second point he tries to make, basically, he tries to tell men not to get married. Brian, because he says like Wait, marriage. Brian, which one is that? Uh, whatever podcast. Okay. Sorry, I'm like flip-flopping. Um, they're just like the same to me. Yeah. He tells men not to get married because uh, women will essentially just divorce you for your money. Uh, like they say, they always cite this stat that like women initiate divorces like 80% of the time or something. And divorce courts tend to be in like the woman's favor. And she'll just, and women fare way better in divorce than men do. They're more likely to find another partner. They're more likely to get more of your money and just like fare better in society. Therefore, men, you should never get married. And I just, I don't know. I think that's such... Um, callous advice. It's not even that I'm thinking everyone needs to get married. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with having like lifelong partnerships, but I just feel like his reasoning for it, just thinking like, oh, women are evil. They're going to steal money from you. is just so stupid because I don't think like a 40 year old or 50 year old woman who has three kids with you is just going to like leave one day. And then he starts citing all these examples of like Tiger Woods wife left him, like all these famous men, like their wives well, leave them. Cause she, he cheated exactly. on her. Yeah. He'll list all these examples and say like, if these millionaires wives leave them, like we don't stand a chance, men, like the men watching this, like your, your woman is going to leave you. And I'm like, yeah, but like uh 25% of married men commit adultery. I think like Tiger Woods cheating on his wife. And he's like, yeah, that's true, possibly. But like, you know what I mean? Women cheat too. So like, they don't think about the instances that cause women to divorce. They just see the woman as evil. Um, and then the third thing he tries to push in these podcasts, yeah, women aren't special. Don't get married. And then the third big thing is pretty much just trying to say that like, 
male and female sexuality is inherently different and a woman should be kind of valued based off their body count, their number of sexual partners. If she has more partners, she's more likely to cheat, they say. She's less likely to be a good wife. Um, Yeah, just kind of the basic things. Okay, got it. You think like if you could just turn off a switch and you don't emotionally attach, do you think you'd be having sex? Yeah. Mm. Only because it's fun in the moment. Like I think it's fun. It's fun to feel wanted. And sometimes in the moment you – I can't help but want to do things or I'm so bored. And sometimes, you know, I've kissed a a guy before and I'm just like in my brain, literally, oh, my God, this guy's so annoying. Should I just have sex with him to get this over with? (laughs) And then in my brain, I'm like, no, V, just leave. Yeah. You know, and I've had friends who've had sex with a guy just so he'll leave them alone, which is literally insane to think about it. Yeah. But... Or in the past when I was younger, it's like I feel bad. Oh, my God. Is this guy going to hate me if I don't sleep with him? Mm -hmm. But now I genuinely don't give a shit. And I don't care to tell them I'm not going to have sex with them. I don't care to tell them that I don't sleep with someone. I remember I was dating a guy and I told him, I just don't want to have sex because I don't want to get emotionally attached and blah, blah. And he's like, what? Mm -hmm. Really? Wait, what? Women get attached when they have sex? I've... I've never heard that before. I feel like every woman I've been with, she's been so cool with just casual sex. Really? It's and I was like, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> I mean, like, I wonder what percent of women that's true for. Because I just know, like, I don't think, again, they're seeing the side of women who go back to their roommates or their friends. And they're like, I'm waiting for them to text because they're playing cool. They're playing like the femme fatale. It's fun in the moment. It can be yeah. exciting until you accidentally catch feelings. and. Yeah. Personally, from all the women that reach out to me about situationships, I don't even understand why they do it because I've I've never met someone that was actually happy in a situationship. Mm. So I, I, in my opinion, it benefits more the men because we don't you don't get the benefits of being of having romantic the romantic life, having the security that you're with someone, mm-hmm. and so it's just a fuck buddy. For me personally, I like just like some people enjoy the sex part and they don't get the other stuff. I like all the other stuff without the sex. Where I can get dined and wined. And when you experience that thing on Tinder or whatever app you were at where the guy was like, you're not special, (laughs) whatever it is, you know, glad that's not your husband right now. (laughs) But I've had those moments too where you set your standards and Mm -hmm. not everyone has to be okay with it. I said a while back before all the crime was happening here, Mm -hmm. my standards were where a guy has to pick me up. So this guy, he lived in Venice. And then he's like, I really have to pick you up for the day. Like, are you sure? No one ever really asked me, can we meet halfway? Can you come to Venice? And I said, look, this is what works for me. Yeah. This is how I like to be treated on a first date. I like a man to pursue me. I'm very interested in a man picking me up and taking me out on a date. Mm. And he said, well, I'm okay with everything except the, and I said, sorry, if that's like, you don't look, there's a million other women out there. I'm fully aware. You can go date them instead and guess what we never went on a date because he made the decision to like for him it wasn't worth it but because I have confidence in myself I didn't sit there and think oh wow my I'm my value went down because this guy didn't want me or let me Mm. chase him to prove to him how special I am or why he should yeah Um, I I never heard from him again I didn't give a shit and I moved on with my life six months later hit me up hey how are you? Are you, do you, do you still want to go on that date? Sorry. I've been so bit, I don't know whatever he said. And I was like, not interested, you know, cause he showed me in that moment exactly yeah. who he was. And in that moment, he showed me that he's not even willing to go even a little bit to pursue me. And 
So when you sit there and you start chasing a guy who showed you in the beginning what they're like, is that really who you want to end up with? Because if this is who he is, that means he's not really going to go the extra mile with anything that mm. happens in our relationship. I think a lot of girls think like, okay, that's like the default guy. And then you have to like shape him and mold him and train him like a dog. And I'm like, there are men out there who will value like picking you up and they won't even want you to drive there. So if that's like your type, you, you could just find that. Like, I don't think you can definitely train people. You can mold and shape both partners into mm -hmm. being what you want them to be, but they have to be willing. So when someone right off the bat shows you they're not willing, there's not much you can do. It has mm -hmm. to be both of you on the, on the salsa floor, on the dance floor. So yeah. a man will do all those things for a woman, just for the right woman. So it just means for him, I didn't entice him enough. Either he wasn't in the right state of mind, it, whatever it was in that moment, he felt like he had other options. That's fine. I wasn't the right woman for him. But a man will always go the extra mile for a woman he really can't get enough yeah. of. You can mold them. I guess the thing for me, if like a guy came to pick me up or like went the extra mile, I'd find it attractive that he took the initiative. Like if I had to ask him three times and convince him and then he finally does it, it's like, yes, I molded him to do it. But it kind of like canceled out because now I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. turn on was the fact that he's like, oh, where should I pick you up from? Like it's the fact that he's already being so considerate. Totally. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's interesting that like, I don't know that guys respect the fact that you're like a born again virgin again, because I remember when I was in, I mean, I don't call myself a born again or like, what would you or celibate or I don't really, I don't, I guess I don't even have a word for it. It's I just right away. We're not going to have sex. Okay. Yeah. I'm not interested in having sex with you. Cause when I was in college, I remember being a sophomore and one of my roommates or like best friend said to me, um, she was like, I wish I was a virgin so I could do what you do. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, for instance, like when I'm seeing a guy, I kind of have to have sex with him. And I was like, what do you mean? Because she was just like, because I tell guys if they're like trying to have sex, I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm a virgin. And it becomes like a force shield. They're not like, right. if it's a casual thing, they're not going to try to take my virginity. And she felt like because she's already had sex and she's not a virgin and she felt like she wasn't pure, like she doesn't have an excuse to tell them. And I, I just thought that was so weird. I think, I think that sucks, but I think we that's because she's basing her value on her body and she mm -hmm. thinks that's all she has to offer. And that's something that the only way she can work through that is look from within on why she believes that's the only thing she has to offer. Cause I'm sure she's a wonderful person. Yeah. I'm sure she has so much more to offer, but when you put yourself in those situations, eventually you can't blame the people around you, whether it's women or men who are taking what you're, what you're offering. Yeah. As long as you're going to keep offering your body, mm -hmm. people will take it because yeah. you can't expect other people to know better. Yeah. She was from like Sri Lanka and she was like a international student. So I think she was just like learning the campus norms and she just felt like because of hookup culture, like sex is the default and you need to have a reason to not be having sex with the guy you're going on a few dates with and I'm like yeah oh, you can just do like what you're doing you could just say like I just don't have sex no I understand I've talked to I've talked to women or some friends in the past where they feel guilty if they don't have sex with a guy or they're scared that means they're going to lose interest in you if you're scared that a guy's going to lose interest in you if you don't have sex with them they, they were never interested in you from in the from the beginning yeah they didn't like you they just wanted to have sex with you and I'd rather lose a guy who just wanted to be with me to have sex and I genuinely or some people think that I'm not sleeping with guys in order for me to trap them into them becoming my boyfriend. When in reality, it was never their choice. I'm the one that's making the decision whether or not I want to be serious with a guy. 
It's up to me whether or not I want to sleep with them. And they have a choice every day to not want to do this. And yeah, the guy that I was dating who was so surprised that women get attached from sex. Wow, I've never experienced that before. And yeah, technically he did want to be my boyfriend. And he said that, you know, he didn't meet anyone that he really liked until he met me. But I do think because I wasn't sleeping with him, he in a way forced himself to actually listen to what I had to say and to get to know me emotionally. And he got to know me on a level that he probably didn't allow himself mm-hmm. to get to with other women where he jumped straight into sex and then closed himself off. He had, we had, all we could do is talk because we yeah. weren't fucking. <laughs> I've heard some like dating coaches say to women, like don't have sex until at least the third date for that kind of reason. And then they also, I've heard some people say like on the first date, don't dress like this, like don't show cleavage, do that. Or like don't dress sexy until like the third date because then he's gonna maybe look you in that way do you think that's kind of the default for most guys is like until you put the barrier of like okay we're not gonna have sex no I think it's so easy to go with all these rules and and then you just you keep thinking to yourself well I did everything right and I followed by the book but humans are complicated it's not by the Mm -hmm. book and even let's say if you went and you dressed like a nun but he found you on, on Instagram, on social media, and he saw you have an OnlyFans. Mm. So he may go on a date with you. And in his brain, he's thinking, he's oh, thinking she's it, fucking. Yeah. Sorry, sorry if it's wrong. Oh, like, we're having sex. We're definitely having sex. And then you explain to him you're a virgin. And then he's going to think, yeah, but does no really mean no? Maybe yeah. she's toying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it doesn't matter. You can't change people's minds. The way, I, gonna, the way I'm going to view you in the end of the day is going to do more with how I view my own life and my own projections, and it's going to be with you. So you can do everything right, and you can say everything right. And I still may leave today and hate you mm-hmm. or think that you're a terrible person, whatever it is, because it'll have nothing to do with you. It'll have to do with how I grew up and maybe one one time when I was younger, a girl that looked like you was mean to me in high school. Yeah. So I subconsciously still hate girls that look mm-hmm. like you. And same thing with these boys. So if a boy is only looking for sex, it doesn't matter if you waited three dates. It doesn't matter if you waited six months. If he only wants to have sex with you, that's what will happen. So maybe I misunderstood your point. I thought you were saying because you're not having sex with them, they're like forced to listen to you and they're forced to see you emotionally. With that guy, because he was open to it. Mm. That man, when he met me, he was intrigued by me and he was open to it. But I think he came from other issues as well. I'm not going to sit here and say that must have been so special to him or whatever it is. I don't know how he felt about me. Maybe I think... I think subconsciously he saw his ex in me a little bit too. And I don't think he was over his breakup. It doesn't matter regardless because we're not together. And that was last year. But I think when you don't sleep with someone right away, you get to see their intentions. It's not correct if you think that every time you choose not to sleep with someone, that right away they're going to want to date you. That's not the case at all. But it will let you wean off the guys who just want to have sex Mm. with you the first night yeah the first night or the second day it's like Mm. okay but this is a second date are we banging or not and if suddenly they're taking space and like thank god thank god you didn't give your body to that guy thank god so i think when you don't sleep with someone it gives you the opportunity to get to know them on emotional mental level Mm. to see if you're compatible to decide if you want them and also you get to see whether or not they're serious about you or whatever it is you're looking for. I mean, we just had a conversation where I'm flirting with a guy and you were like, are you planning on sleep with him? I was like, no. And you're like, are you going to date him? I was like, no. And you're like, what are you doing then? I said, I have no idea. That's a good point. (laughs) So humans are complicated. It's a good point. 
Yeah, I think you're right. Like people set too many rules. Like a lot of people say like if a guy even sleeps with you on the first date, it means he's like definitely not interested in you. It's like, that's so not true. Like I know so many girls who have had relationships born out of, you know, fucking on the first date or like sleeping together on the first date. So it's like people want to make these blanket rules and act like you always have to be playing this like game with the other gender in which you're always like teasing them. And maybe that's true to like a slight degree, but I don't think people should be like superly overly conscious about it. I think when someone's looking for something for a relationship then it doesn't matter if you slept on the first day on the second day on the third day it doesn't matter but or, i think or three months i've heard some women say that like even they'll date a guy and then once they finally have sex after the three month mark he'll still dip if that's solely what he wanted well i've talked about it with this one guy that i knew that was potentially one of my producers for a show that i was working on and he even said i i don't get why women bother waiting like I'm literally not going to date you. So I'll I'll stick around. I'll wait around until you're ready to have sex with me. And then I'm still not going to date you. So I think it's about us paying attention. Was he like upfront about his intentions? Though? Like I'm sure he was. Oh, okay. So the point is, it's if we pay attention to the signs. Is this person actually investing time in me? Yeah. Are they, are they actually asking me questions? Mm-hmm. Are they trying to get to know me? Or every time we hang out, it gets sexual pretty quickly. We're just making out. And yeah, we waited three months or we waited on three dates. But in the three months we waited, did I see this guy often? Have I met his friends and family? Or whatever other signs you need to see that you guys are getting serious before you mm-hmm. sleep with them? Or is it always surface level? Then even if you waited three months in the surface level then yeah, that was kind of your sign that he wasn't that interested in you.